Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. WNBA tip-off is finally here. Today is the day. It is officially the start of the league's 25th season. If you actually go on Google and search WNBA, there are some cool effects. There's like orange, black, and gray confetti. And they have like the WNBA logo and it says season 25. And, you know, we just love the support. Keep supporting women's sports. There are four games today. Indiana Fever at New York Liberty to start it off at 7 p.m. Connecticut Sun at Atlanta Dream at 7.30 p.m. Phoenix Mercury at Minnesota Lynx at 9 p.m. And then Dallas Swings at LA Sparks at 10.30 p.m. So clear your schedule. It's going to be a long night. I definitely just searched WNBA and Google to see the effects. (laughs) Isn't it so cool? It was actually really cool. And it came down from the top. That was awesome. Everyone go Google it right now. It was actually really cool. But I've yeah, been, I'm excited. Uh, um, also, I watch the Today Show every morning. Well, the mornings I'm awake for it. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday, um, because you know the documentary that came out. Yes. Um, they were actually talking about the WNBA on it yesterday, and then they interviewed someone about the documentary. And I was like, this is so cool, like seeing it like on the Today Show. Because for seen anyone it. that doesn't know what documentary it is, it's the 144 documentary, which is about the um. The bubble, the WNBA yeah. bubble last season um, that came out last night, which was Thursday night. Yeah, but I just thought that was so cool because I don't think I've ever seen, like, anything about the WNBA being covered on, like, the Today Show, you mm-hmm. know? So I thought that was cool. You know, I think, like, I have a good feeling that this season is going to break a lot of records in terms of viewership. And I think that comes from the bubble. As difficult as I'm sure that experience was for those players last year, I do believe that a lot of good came from it because people who may have been overlooking the league and the women of that league before got to see more of their personalities, um, their activism, and more importantly, their talent. Like, they're not just there for the sake of um, just having a women's league. Like, they are very talented players. I agree with you. I think, um, like, every season or every kind of struggle that they go through and then they bring it to the surface or just every little thing they do, I think it um, helps in the – not – I don't want to say, like, it helps, but I think it just brings more awareness to everything and it has people, like, checking in and then people realizing that literally – the WNBA is just as good or if not better than the WNBA. Even college, like, women's basketball, I always say, like, I remember one year it was, like, the tournament. I don't know if it was, like, three years ago maybe, but the women's uh, March Madness tournament was a thousand times better than the men's. Like, the games were way more, like, thrilling and exciting. And I'm like, what is everyone doing? Like, why are you guys not watching this? Even the most recent one, yeah, the women were a lot mm-hmm. more entertaining. It is and- it is more entertaining. Like, even, like, just the scoring of the games. Like, it, I feel like there's more, like, nail-biters when I watch the women's, mm-hmm. um, if I remember. But, yeah, I'm just like, okay, guys, like, seriously, like, wake up. I agree. And when you talk to uh, different journalists or reporters or just people that work in sports, you'll find that they usually say um, – and that's not to knock the men, but typically the women are a lot more – 
welcoming and more open to share their stories or just just have like the media there because they don't, they're not offered the same coverage as the men are. And because of that, that usually creates for more interesting stories on the women's side because there there isn't enough coverage over there as is. So when they do get that coverage, like a lot of it is very um, intriguing. Like it's really good. That's actually so true. I never thought about it like that. Like they're not um, lackluster at all. You, it's hard to find any content, especially like the most recent content that's been coming out from the WNBA. It's hard to find anything that's boring. Let's be yeah. real. Like it's all super interesting, very creative, very unique. Because um, there, there's so much there that hasn't been touched yet. That's actually really true. And I think there's just even just more excitement surrounding it too. And like more like initiative to like tell their stories too and like share information. Right. Because we're just so used to like, that's the thing also when it comes to like women and men's sports, like there's literally no difference between the sport except that like men are playing one and then women are playing the other one. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're still watching the same sport on the screen. Yeah, like there's minor differences, differences but, like, but the essence of the game is still the same. Yeah, like it's like you still have to get into the basket. You have to do this. You have to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the men are probably more physical, um, but like it's still a good game. Like if you like basketball, you're going to like whether it's NBA or WNBA. Mm-hmm. Like if you like the sport, you like the sport. So just like get over yourself and watch it. Yeah. That's I how think I feel. We, we may have talked about this on the pod or maybe just like in separate conversation. But I remember us talking about like when it comes to women's leagues like the WNBA, people only know like the huge household names. So like Candace Parker or um, Sue, Bird. Sue Bird. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like that's, I've seen that change. Like, I see people being able to recognize a player by their number or their face or the team. And it's like, that is a really good sign. Like, a lot of people are starting to recognize these players. And um, especially coming, like, the new players that have just come in from college and that are going to be starting tonight. A lot of them are starting tonight. Um, I like seeing them be recognized. Yeah, I could even tell the change like on social media. Yeah. Just even on like Twitter. Like I'll see a lot more of like the players' content on my feed. Mm-hmm. And just like the numbers. And I love it. I'm like so here for it. I and, am and that's too. only gonna grow. Definitely. Like, there's no way it's gonna you know what I mean? Like it's not gonna decrease like it's just gonna keep increasing and i am excited for it in other basketball news for the first time since 2013 the new york knicks are heading to the playoffs i can't even believe i just said that sentence (laughs) i cannot believe i just said that sentence the new york knicks are heading to the playoffs honestly I did not think I would see this day so soon. 
I know, well, not so soon, but, like, the Knicks have just been so bad that, like, every season, <laughs> like, it's like, okay, like, they're not making it this season, they're not making it this season, and then for them to actually make it, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot to unpack here. There is. And also, shout out to Julius Randle. <laughs> exactly. I think that's that's why there's so much, because it's like, there were so many... Maybe not so many, but there were people um, before Julius Randle that were, quote unquote, supposed to get the Knicks to the playoffs. And it's not that people didn't believe that Julius Randle couldn't do it, but nobody expected the Knicks to get far at all. Like, it's not about a singular player, per se, but no, I don't. And that's so sad to say, but. The expectations for the Knicks are pretty low. And oh, seeing that they right, seeing <laughs> that they made it to the playoffs, being led by Julius Randle. Not that it's random, but I don't think it was like no one saw this coming. Like it wasn't even more exciting. It wasn't in the cards. You could say it was random. Like if you would have told me a couple years ago that like in twenty twenty one Julius Randle's gonna bring the Knicks to the playoffs. I would have been like, what are you even talking about? Like, that just not, wouldn't have even been a thought in my head. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, But it, and yeah, it's true. Like, even like the draft picks, like, obviously they had RJ Barrett, but a few seasons ago, a couple seasons ago, they drafted like Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of a bust. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say a bust, that's mean, but like. No, sometimes like, you know. Not really a bust, but, like, everyone kind of thought he was going to come in and be, like, that, you know, like, rookie. And then I think the same year they drafted Mitchell Robinson, like, way down, and he was, like, a thousand times better. So I think, like, finally, like, at least the Knicks have that player. And Julius Randle said he wants to retire as a Nick. Oh. Yeah. He was like, I want to retire in New York, this and that. And I'm like, wow, like, is he going to be, like, you know, the player? And I love it for him, and I love it for the Knicks. You know, like, I'm actually very excited. Um, I mean, I don't have such high expectations for them in the playoffs, but I think they have a good foundation they can build on and, like, momentum. Right. Like, I don't I don't think they'll go out sad. Like, like you said, I don't have the highest expectations. I'm I'm just along for the ride. I will see where it goes. But this team has a lot of grit now, so I don't see them going out sad. Yeah, exactly. And, like, next season, I think they have things to build off of. And, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, the Knicks haven't made the playoffs in this many years. They're so bad, you know? I think finally, like, they have back some of their momentum. And even, like, the stories we'll start seeing won't be as, like, negative. And obviously, that's going to help them. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Obviously, when you're known for being a horrible team, mm-hmm. it kind of it, it has an impact on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, the price is going to go up. Yeah. As if it isn't already high because they're the Knicks. But it was the same thing, like, with the Cavs. I mean, let me, <laughs> let me, okay, I'm not saying like Julius Randle is LeBron James. I'm not saying that. But the price went up. Yeah, I know you mean. You know what I mean? And then it went right back down. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing about the Knicks. Like, no matter what, they could literally win zero games in a season. But, like, they're still the Knicks. They're still going to be talked about all the time. Their tickets are going to still be through the roof. Like, they're still playing at MSG. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, it doesn't matter how bad the Knicks are. They're always, like, talked about. Mm 
and you don't see that with other teams, but now finally, at least it'll be talked about in a better way. Yeah, it, it'll definitely, in. like, it'll change, though. Yeah. Like, I do agree with you, like, because they're a New York team, it doesn't matter if they win or lose, they still have that hold. But being a winning New York team, that's a completely different story. Like, we exactly. haven't really – I'm saying we, like, I'm a Knicks fan. We I used to be. <laughs> yeah, I sound like a Knicks fan. I'm not a Knicks it's, fan, but – I mean, we really can fun. talk like that, though, because we used to be Knicks fans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like, we didn't really have a feeling like this since Carmelo Anthony, which makes sense because it was with him that they last went to the playoffs. Yeah. That was eight years ago. So crazy. Eight years ago. So it's like, I think I lost my train of thought. It's okay. I'm trying to think eight years ago. I was trying to think how old I was. I think I, I think I was, though my last year of being a Knicks fan was like 10 years ago. For me, okay, if I graduated high school in 2015, (laughs) It must have been 2013. That was probably when I was just over it. Like, yeah, I'm I trying think, to think I was just over it. Because I became a Bucks fan when we drafted Giannis from Greece, obviously, because I would follow him in Greece. But before that, I had a couple years where I just didn't have a team. Like, I was so over it. Mm-hmm. But also, obviously, I was born and raised in New York City. So it's exciting. Like, I don't care about any other New York team. Like, if the Giants win, like, literally, like, ew. Like, I will not be excited at all. But the Knicks winning, I don't know. It's just different. I think because they've been so bad. Even though the Giants have been so bad. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like, if the Giants were to win the Super, I would be oh mad. Like, I would not be happy. I would not be like, oh, yeah, New York, no. But, like, the Knicks, on the other hand, like, them making the playoffs, it's just so exciting. It's really, really exciting. And I'm happy for Julius Randle. This is just... And then the fact that he wants to retire with the Knicks as well. What a way to... Um, that's We don't know when he's going to retire. But, um, but like, at least he's... It's still he, a like, nice way to end your career. Exactly. And he's saying, like, he wants to stay in New York, you know? Yeah. Like, which is exciting for Knicks fans. Like, knowing at least they, they have, have some promise going forward. Yeah, exactly. I think Julian that's where I was going with my previous statement. Sorry, when I lost my train of thought. Like, he gives New York, t- the Knicks, he gives them that same type of promise that we experienced with Carmelo. I mean, we didn't win a championship. But it was still like, there's a shot. No, I agree with you. Especially what he's done with them. And like, you know what I mean? And him just saying he wants to stay here for a few more years. In one season at that, like... Yeah, exactly. That's why I think they can build off of this. I mean, I hope they do. I mean, listen, I'm not hoping for them to go and win championship. Right, we still have other teams that (laughs) need to get there first. You know, Nick's got to wait in line. Literally, but the thought that they even just, like, even made the playoffs is just exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. He, uh, Julius Randle, tweeted, Check it off the list. We not close to done. And why we here. I know that's right. What? I know that's right. (laughs) I was just thinking of a song in my head. 
I'm not gonna break out into songs <laughs> like we did last week. Oh, that was so funny. Um, yeah, but it's just exciting. And doing it with the Knicks too. I'm sorry, I don't care what anyone says. That adds like a level to it. It does. Like every sport has that team. Not to go be in that one annoying fan, but like for the NFL, it's the Cowboys. Ew. <laughs> it is. No matter how big, the Cowboys are worth, is it? like yes, look at the worth. Talking about the tickets it doesn't matter. The Cowboys can win zero games. Like they're still always talked about. They always get attention, even though because people either love them or hate them. The tickets are always expensive. They're in a multiple billion dollar stadium. I think it's because of the state that they're in. It's because it's Texas. No, it's just because they're Amer. No, it's just because they're America's team. Well, that's what they're known as. So there's they're America's team because everywhere in America has a lot of Cowboys fans. Like that's why they're called America's team because like back then it was either like when the NFL first started there weren't that many teams and a lot of people gravitated towards the cowboys and like every state you go to you'll find like a big crowd of cowboys fans and like either way you put it like even if you go other places like everyone knows who the cowboys are like they're just talked about you know what i mean yeah but that's how it's like how the knicks are too very much so so uh, i hope maybe i hope the knicks make it past the first round I don't think so, but like, I don't how think good it's gonna happen? happen. They have two, like, it's it's not gonna. I don't think. It's gonna I don't think it's gonna happen, but like, how yeah. good would that be? I would be in shock, but it's it's not gonna happen. happen. Yeah, I mean, let me happen. not say it like that because I don't know, but mm, no, it's highly unlikely. Yeah, if you look at the Eastern Conference right now, yeah, mm, it's highly unlikely. But if it did happen, oh my gosh, like New York would go crazy listen beat me up scotty is on streaming services right now and that plus if the knicks advance and keep advancing <laughs> in the play- oh my god oh my god yeah. what a prime time to be in new york i know i'm like maybe i'll go into the city honestly even though queens queens might be a little crazy but i know by like msg they'll celebrate It's exciting know. to just think about. It is. I would definitely <laughs> partake in celebrations. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm so lazy. I don't leave my house. <laughs> I said that like I was really going to do that. Guys, I literally do not leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Knicks join Utah Jazz, Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers, Phoenix Suns, LA Lakers, Denver Nuggets, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Miami for teams that have made it to the playoffs. Even just looking at this lineup, like, they really did that. That's crazy to me. This lineup and the Knicks is a part of it. I was literally thinking the same exact thing. Like, if you read those teams out and then the Knicks. Jazz, Nets, Sixers. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, people probably did, like, double takes, honestly. That's crazy. I know it is. It's really good, though. It's exciting. Like LeBron said, when the Knicks are playing good, everything's way more exciting. Or whatever he said. He said something like that. Yeah. And it's true. You should see my face right now. Like, I'm staring at the list kind of. um... It's like, you know, congratulations to the Knicks, man. You have to give it to them because 
That's me trying to cry. <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to you guys. And I don't, <laughs> we keep saying this, our expectations are low, but that's not to say if you guys do advance, we won't be excited and happy for you. So, yeah. and you have next year. Just keep getting better. Did you hear that mouth click? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like forget, like, like when we're doing this, like the people like listening can't see me. So I'm like, how do they even know that I just tried to do a mouth click, or how did they know that I was trying to clap? A sound effects. Yeah, like I'm like, trying to make sound effects, but sometimes it's not working out for me. <laughs> but yeah, good job, Nix. Um, thank you for putting on for my home state. Even though I'm a Bucks fan, um, it's exciting. Very. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens next. And you know, I hope we they will be like, reporting on it. I hope they don't get swept. You know, like I hope they at least win a couple games. <sighs> that sounds like. That, that can't happen. I don't think it's going to happen. They're not going outside. They're not. Yeah. Well, Definitely not. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. We're rooting for you, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> We're rooting for you not to, like, go outside. But. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the CDC announced on Thursday that if you are fully vaxxed, a mask is not necessary. The statement reads, I got this from Twitter, from CDC's Twitter. If you are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, you can resume activities without wearing a mask or staying six feet apart, except where required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws, including local business and workplace guidance uh, I'm not gonna lie obviously when I first saw this on the news I was excited for a split second I'm not gonna lie but then I became disgusted yeah I'm keeping my mask on and yeah. I've been fully vaccinated for two months I'm not fully vaccinated yet I get my second dose next week okay. Pfizer princess period but, <laughs> yes, <me too. laughs> like I didn't even plan on not wearing a mask mm-hmm. post vaccination like that that didn't even come to mind and like I'm no doctor so you know who am I to decide what's safe and what isn't but I just don't know when I'm gonna be comfortable without a mask again which kind of sucks like just being outside like I mean, obviously, when you, like, walk to your car or stuff like that, you're not wearing a mask if you're coming from your house. But if I was to go somewhere, get out of my car and, like, try to walk into the mall and not have a mask on, I would just feel like a criminal. Oh, no, I agree with you. Um, I, like, I always say, like, I'm going to wear my mask until, like, there's no more, like, COVID. You know what I mean? Until, like, people come out and say, like, until, like, like, they even said, like, you have to wear it with local businesses and stuff. So, like, until that's lifted and, like, we can safely say that, like, COVID is, like, not a threat, then maybe in, like, a year I'll stop wearing my mask. I feel like in, like, a year maybe people will stop really wearing their masks. But also, you can still get COVID with the vaccine. The point of the vaccine is just to, like, minimize the effects. 
So if you get COVID, you won't end up like really sick or in the hospital, but you can still get it. Even yeah. with the vaccine. Like it just prevents you from like, you know, having serious um effects like dying from it. Um but for me, I don't know, I just feel way more comfortable and literally for the rest of my life, whenever I go on a plane, I'm wearing a mask. Right. That's what I was thinking like, too. Like so much has changed for me. Like the thought of like how we used to take the like New York City trains before COVID, like people like literally pushed up against each other, crowded, breathing on each other. Like we're disgusting. I'm sorry. Like humans, well, not all humans, but like like that was disgusting. I could never do that now. Like definitely for the rest of my life, I'm wearing a mask on the airplane because the germs are horrendous. Like I'm definitely gonna start like incorporating masks into my daily life. Um, for things now that I know are very like germy. Because there, there are people who do that now, even before COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to start doing that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, people were so excited. Like, no mask, no mask. Like, y'all be safe, but I'm still wearing my mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, I think about the MTA days when I used to live in Queens. And I was disgusted before COVID, I cannot imagine being <laughs> on a crowded E train coming out of Queens into Manhattan. It's a rainy day. People smell and people just all in your face and squeezing next to you on the train. Oh my God. Ugh. Um, Gross. Honestly, I haven't even taken the trains in over a year. I can't remember the last time I've gotten on. Um, when did I get on a train? Okay, it's been like it's been like 18 months for it's been like no 20 months for me, which is a lot because I used to take the trains literally every day. I don't have my license. Like you know what I mean? Like I I've started taking the trains alone when I was 12. Like that's why like the trains never gross me out, which I know some of you guys are going to listen to them and be like you're nasty, but like for me, I've been taking the New York City trains since I was 12. Like they never grossed me out. Like sometimes when people are too close to me in the summer and it's hot, I'd be like, ew. Yeah. But I never thought of it to the extent of like, oh my God, germs, I'm going to get sick kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. this is just how you function out here. But I haven't taken the train in literally since like November 2019. I haven't. That's crazy that you said that because I was literally thinking about because I've been to New York um, during COVID, but mm-hmm. didn't get on MTA. But the last time that I was on MTA in New York was also November 2019 because it was just before my birthday. I was there for an event at Bleacher Report, and I think I was on. I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking about which train I was on. Like it matters, but I was on MTA. And that was my first time on MTA in a few months because, of course, when I was living in New York, I was always on the train. Um, But when you take a break from it for a long period of time and then you go back to it, you just be like, oh, my God. Like, I used to do this every day. This is horrible. It's crazy. Like, I've never gone this much in my whole entire life. I've never gone this long. And then I remember they were like, oh, like, when COVID, like, the first few months of COVID, the, like – Mayor was like, okay, we're shutting down the trains from this time to this time to clean them. I'm like, wait, what? Like, that was an option before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? I mean, I think, like, a lot of people realize now, like, obviously, like, 
I'm not going to be scared of the trains, but, like, I'm not going to be, like, crowded train, like, ever again. Like, now that I think about it, like, that's nasty. Mm -hmm. But I literally, because even now, my sister, she just moved into Manhattan. And obviously, I live in Queens, but, like, every time I go to her house or, like, um, even my other sister works in Manhattan, like, my parents drive her. Or if my family, we ever want to go eat in the city or go to the city, like, we don't even take the trains anymore. We just drive since COVID. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to stay like that forever. And I'm pretty sure this summer I'll end up taking the trains again. Like, I love the New York City trains. Like, you know, I love my city. But I just, I literally have not been on them in so long because of everything. And it's dirty. It's gross. Like, the things, like, I think about it, like, I used to be so unhygienic with the trains and like, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like even like the hand sanitizer, like I always washed my hands and growing up, my mom enforced like keep hand sanitizer in my backpack. Oh yeah, I'm a hand sanitizer fiend. Yeah. Growing up, my mom's a hand sanitizer freak. So she kind of enforced that in me. But like there were definitely times where like I would take the train and not like, do you know what I mean? Oh no, like, I, I have time. to. Yeah. I wasn't it's touching anything. And yeah. you know what's crazy? Like, I used to see people do their makeup on the E-train. And I'm talking using their hands to apply makeup, not like yeah. a brush. Even that, which I feel is kind of crazy because I'm, I'm weird like that. Like, oh, my God, the air of this train. Why are you doing your makeup on the train? But people yeah. will be using their hands and then, God forbid, um, it's a little shaky and they lose their balance. They're putting that same hand on the pole. But that's what I'm talking their about. And then like- touching their face again. I get, yeah, like, you see, like, you said, like, you were still, like, a little airy about, like, the air or whatever, but, like, for me, like, I just wasn't, like, but if I would take the train with my mom and I'd, like, touch my face, my mom would be like, Cassandra, like, and she'd be like, seriously? Like, don't touch your face, you're just on the train, but that's when I was with her, but when I was alone, I truly did not care, I'm not even gonna lie, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, for me, like, I would just, like, touch my face and stuff, and, like, I don't know, I was just, like, whatever, like, I'm immune, like, I've been doing this since I was how old, but now I'm, like, that's disgusting, like, disgusting, like, touching your face after being, like, ugh. Yeah, I, I can't, people, like, would eat on yeah, the like, train, like. Oh, I used to eat on the train, I used to drink on the train, I used to do everything on the train, I like, literally. on the train isn't bad, but if you're, like, eating a bagel on the train, that's wild. Oh, I used to literally eat on the train. I used to eat on the train, but drinking, like, the straw, like, everything. Like, I literally did not care. I felt like I was immune to the train. But I feel like a lot of people who grew up here feel like that. Like, I don't know how to explain it because that's, like, our mode of transportation. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're on your way to school, when you're, old, like, growing up, like, yeah, you eat your breakfast and go to school kind of thing, like, on the train. Okay, but I think, yeah, that's that's different. I think, like, and then when you grow up, you just continue to do that kind of thing. And, like, we're always on the move. So like I'm hungry, let me stop and get food and then eat it. But I think COVID made like majority of people, including myself, how disgusting it is. And I will forever wear a mask on the airplanes, um, and any other places that are just like like just even being in a crowd is just gonna really and I used to never be like that. Right. Like, ever. Like in terms of um I never other than MTA, I wasn't always bothered by crowds but now it's just like i'm mm-hmm. disgusted by people yes. if there's too many like that just throws me off i yeah i used to never <clears throat> ever ever hate crowds like i didn't care like literally this was like last winter i was coming home from my internship and i was on the tr- i was on the seven train 
and it was so crowded literally like i was squeezed in the corner like the guy was literally all up against me and like it was raining and yeah. his umbrella and it was just like i was like oh but even back then i was just like this is the new york city train like whatever it's crowded like he got on like you know what i mean i'm not about to get off because i waited for this train right but, but um now like even like obviously i didn't care about crowds now i'm like so skeptical skeptical about all this and like if you know me you know that is not like me like i do not really care about much <laughs> in terms of that stuff but now i'm like what the heck like even i go to the grocery with my mom oh i feel so disgusting after the like, grocery store the cart, like touching the carts oh yeah oh my god i feel and that was never never ever ever like before covid never like i would not like i'd get in the car and do whatever now i'm like hand sanitizing my arms and hands like oh like i just can't which is so like not like me but like that's gonna be like that forever it is and sometimes i think about all of the i'm sure super unsanitary house parties that i used to go to when i was at st john's and i'm like if that was happening today I mean, COVID would just be running rampant through the house. Like, it was gross. Like, you know, those parties, it used to be like, it could be 50 degrees outside. You walk inside that house, it's 120. And they used to have, like, beds in the middle of the floor. Like, just horrible. (laughs) Like, everybody is shoulder to shoulder. Everybody's sweaty. Everybody's talking in your face. There's cups. There's fluids. Just... So much happening in a small space. And I can't believe that we used to just be there voluntarily. Yes, it's the craziest thing. Like, And some people, listen, some people used to go to these parties and then just pass out on their bed without like showering, washing their face, washing their hands. Like I saw a lot of gross things especially my freshman year of college like it's things that just blew my mind like people people are very naturally nasty so at least with COVID I think it made people cleaner but it also shows you like how gross people were before also like my friend posted like a a snapchat memory um this is at Arizona State and I, I guess I think she was at like a frat party maybe and, like, they have, like, an ice thing. And you know how, like, they pour the drink down the ice and, like, you drink it? Yeah. She was doing that. But everyone was putting their mouths on it. Ew. Like, because, you know, it's it's not a different ice sculpture for everyone there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, even just, like, the sharing of drinks people used to do. Like, the big buckets. Yeah. That is wild. Disgusting to think about. Like, actually disgusting. Mm, no, thanks. Yeah. No, thanks. But yeah, um, Christy and I will continue to wear our masks. Yes, even absolutely. though we're vaccinated, because um, you can still get it. And also, it's just keep others safe around you. Because also, how are you supposed to know what if someone says they're vaccinated and they're not, and they're not wearing? I heard them? that people are making fake vaccination cards. They are. They are. <laughs> they are. That is crazy. Like I'm so sorry. Oh, that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast episode, Chrissy. Yeah, because that's wild. I can get into a lot about this su- subject. All in all, like like you said, protect yourself, protect the people around you. Like, um, 
I'm still going to wear my mask just like mm-hmm. you. I guess the only only thing with me, I'm one of those people that still wears makeup under my mask. Don't judge me. Mm. <laughs> it's just when, when I go out, like, if I want to take pictures or, like, I'm on a date like, or something, I, mean, I still you have take your mask on. off when you eat. So like, right. So yeah. I like to, you know, wear makeup under my mask sometimes. So maybe I'll just, like, find masks that are more suitable for makeup. But yeah. my makeup is not enough for me to be, like, I'm not going to wear a mask. It is not mm. that deep. I'm still going to wear a mask. Or, like, you, you're, like, wear it. Like, through the parking lot, you won't wear your mask. Like, right before you walk in, just wear it or whatever. Yeah, like there's ways around it. Like, there's yeah. ways you can do your makeup that can preserve it under the mask. Like, I don't – listen, wear your mask, people. Yeah, that's the end of story. Wear your mask. <laughs> and uh, stay I, safe out here. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> end of story. End of story. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 12 of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Make sure you're subscribed to us here on Spotify and that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at DYCT Podcast. Again, that is DYCT Podcast, and you will hear from us next week.